And we are live. What is Gucci Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. On this episode, we have a special guest. We got my guy, Doug. What's, What's up, Doug? Welcome to the Half Court What's Podcast, good? man. What's good, man? What's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just start off by kind of introducing yourself. I already kind of did, but just go from there. And what do you do for a living? Uh, my name's Doug. So uh, born and raised Oklahoma City. What I do, it's, I get that question a lot. That, that, it's pretty hard to say uh, or pinpoint exactly what I do, but I, I try to do it all. So that, that's kind of my thing. But I, I'll, I'll break it down a little bit. Um, photographer, I've worked behind the camera before. Uh, I've done promotions for done a couple concerts. Managed a couple artists. Um, what else have I done? I've done a lot. Uh, uh, shoot, I don't even know. It's like it's like anything you can think of really musically on the business side. Other okay. Th- other than making music, I've done because musically, I don't, I can't even b- like bounce my head on. Gotcha, gotcha. I can't even lie. So, um, well, I was doing a little bit of research. And I see you a man that always stays busy, stays on the grind, and I, I fuck with that 100%. That's the reason why you're in this podcast. Um, one thing is that you started off as a photographer, correct? Yes, sir. So what kind of photography was that? Really, it was uh, freelance. I call it more freelance because a, a lot of photographers, they'll get uh, in the studios and you know the lights and all that. I was kind of the one where I was like, man. Running and gunning. Let's hop in the car. Let's roll up a blunt, and you know, we'll go find somewhere cool to shoot a little photo and make it abstract. And uh, it always worked out like that. And so I, I really call it freelance. Uh, freelance. You can't really pinpoint, but yeah, that, that, that's what I guess I guess you could call it. Gotcha, gotcha. Where are my manners, man? I am the host, Darwin Ortiz, if you don't know. Darwin. We got Aaron behind the camera, co-host. I even forgot about that, man. I'm just all over the place. But um, yeah, we're going to be uh, keeping it rolling. But to go back on that, so when you do the photography, was it more of like portraits or was it just like, Anything that was at the moment. So really, it started out uh, just with artists. I, I'd pick up any random artist. I, I kind of started out like this, like a little podcast, but it was, it was more of a blog, a, a written blog. And so I, I would link up with all the artists, even creatives. I'd link up with anyone else who just who I thought was pushing the, the culture in Oklahoma. And uh, we would link up, go on a photo shoot, and it, a lot. Of, some would be portraits. Like the girls would come to me with ideas. Like I'd always like to help bring their ideas to life. Like that, I guess that's just what I do with anyone is like, that's what my passion is, is seeing other people bring their dreams alive. So it's like any way I can help out. And then that's how I guess how it trans tr- transitioned into my photos. Uh, if that's the right word, you know, excuse me. No, you good. you good. Um, uh, so it just caught your attention to be like, you know what? I want to be a photographer. I want to take some dope ass pictures. Yeah. And then that kind of was my finesse of what led into managing or even doing shows. Cause, uh, if you have a camera, you can get in anywhere. You can get in a show, you can get into to a wedding you get because people just love photos like it's kind of like yeah av knows av knows off the rip for sure uh but yeah and so i guess that i went to a concert i guess yeah that's the real story i started off going by to a concert and that's before i even had the camera and i was like how can i somehow get into the gates and do something different and so the camera was something i noticed i was like okay i like that i've kind of did that i was younger but never really just jumped into it and so then uh, went to the show. It was a little Uzi in uh, Norman, Oklahoma at the OU thing. And, man, he just went – he rocked it. I went crazy. Can't go wrong with Uzi. Yeah, man. He, he's going – he's about to come crazy in 2020. That's why I'm – he's excited oh, for Hell yeah, hell team. yeah. I'm with that. So as far as, like, your camera, what was your first camera and what camera do you have right now? Man, the first camera I had was a Canon Rebel T5i. I remember uh, – I think I got it off of, like, 
uh, it, was a, it was a friend I went to high school with, and he was just selling the whole setup for five hundred dollars. And I was like, I got five hundred. Let me get it. Got to get it. I didn't know nothing about the damn lens. Didn't know nothing about ISO. Didn't know nothing about shutter speed. Didn't know nothing about any of it. And I was just like, you know, I'm gonna try it. So you know, I started off and just put it on auto and and shoot. You know, go crazy. And uh, yeah, that was the first camera. I actually still have that camera. And then after that camera, I kept that for the longest. But the way of my finesse with the camera was getting the lens. I got a Sigma. It was a Sigma Art. It was like a 1.8, uh, 18 to 35 millimeter. It it just brought the photos like to nice. life. Like it's pretty pretty solid. The art on it it, it brought it literally three dimensional. It was it's crazy how that because the the bad thing about the Canon is you can't get video where it's stuff in low light situations. So it was kind of holding me back to an extent to like be able to work or get into the backstage with the artist or right because it's always dark in that scenario so yeah i feel like everybody's go-to camera is either that you know the 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 the, the canon uh ti series yeah like that's everybody's go-to so right now was what is your current setup so current setup so actually i messed up i i, I upgraded to a it was a sony a7 yeah sony a7 I want to say yeah, Sony A7 II or I can't even remember. It okay. was one of the, I sold it. I had it for a couple months. Sold it right off because I, I I was just you know trying to maneuver a couple things, invest in a couple other things, and and I didn't want to have a lot of people when you have the camera they walk all over you. And I was in that process of trying to level up on trying to be a manager and promote shows. And every time I go out somewhere when I'd have the camera, everyone would be like, "Bro, where's your camera?" And I'm like, "Bro, can I just come out and like enjoy the time?" Like, so it was kind of like in a weird situation where I was like, you know, let me let me sell off this camera. And, uh, but I still got that Canon Rebel T5. Uh, yeah, t- Canon Rebel T5. Yeah, whatever it is, man. I can't. I, I don't get around the camera no more, so it's kind of like it hurts. But man, that's that's where I'm actually trying to get back into because I'm gonna try to come out with the YouTube series. So you should, because you stay busy, man. So it's like it's always good to document the content, and that's like what we're pretty much doing now. And as we mentioned in previous podcasts, we're working on the Barber Life style channel. Yeah. The podcast right now is going, so I definitely recommend you to you know. Up, you know, keep documenting your process, everything behind the, you know, behind the scenes, backstage, and all that good you jazz. You already do really interesting shit, so that's a, that's like a, you already have half the battle beat because yeah, you just gotta fucking. I guess, I guess what like it's something like kind of me and Avi was talking about like earlier is it's like just like mental, like mentally sharpen yourself, just like getting over that hump and just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there ain't nothing. It's just doing it, and and that's all it is. Is uh. What I said earlier is like having too many spears in the fire. Eventually, got to pull out and kind of focus on one. And I think I'm kind of in that point to where it's like, and that's self focus. You know, you do right. that and you, you build yourself a platform. You can put anyone else on a platform. Right, I right. That's that's pretty much what we're doing here. Our mission with the Half Court Podcast is just to put people that are grinding in the city that are making an impact in any way they can. And yeah, man. So it's like. Just go for it. Don't make any excuses. Shit, with your phone, you can even start doing content. So Anything. Yeah, so. The iPhone 11. I see people, man, you don't even need to buy a damn camera anymore. You yes. take the iPhone 11 and shoot a music video. Like yes, it's crazy. It's crazy how that, that's going, man. But Can you break down, like, how long it's taking you for, like, from the time you bought the camera to now? To now, about three, three and a half years. So, uh, I remember I was, it was, like, 20, I want to say 2016 summer, like, July. Uh, I actually had a friend pass away in, of uh, tw- in 2014, but it was a couple years. You know, all, he was like musically the one that was gonna make out of Oklahoma. His name was Charlie McFly, and uh, I kind of went to school with him for third grade and never really got in the music scene. He'd always invite me out in middle school. He was those one doing those jerk videos and stuff. You remember when that 
kind of seen yeah, the yeah. jerking and and then wearing the skinny jeans and then just kind of doing the stuff before everything came about now and uh he actually passed away in 2014 so it was like 2016 me and my friend were just in the car and uh smoking a blunt and I was like, bro, what are we doing with our lives? Like, is this is this even fun? Like, we're going to college and stuff. Finally, I was like, bro, I'm just going to get a camera, and I'm about to start doing something. And so that was uh, July of 2016. Uh, that year, I say I threw my first show for the artist I managed with my best friend at the time uh, that December. And then after that, I kind of went into managing a whole group, a collective. We were in YMG. It's like collective. We had five artists. We had me as a camera guy. We had two producers. We had... Uh, a couple guys on promotions, bro. We even had a security guard. We had it all, like, and so that was uh, 2017. Did that the whole year. We went crazy. Uh, was on every show, and then we kind of all just kind of fell out. And after that, I kind of fell into uh, managing just a couple artists at the time, and that was kind of late July of 2017. So I say. 2018 that's whenever i was like you know what i started working in the clubs downtown because i was like i want to get back and throw on shows again and uh by connecting with other people yeah meeting, working know. in the clubs like you gotta build yourself a platform i gotta be able to meet people i haven't ever met and i was always the kid that was i was i known people but i always stayed to myself a lot so i was like getting the clubs like that uncomfortable factor that that makes you just you got to get out of the comfort zone so bro like, you got to do something different yeah. and, and and so i got out did that and then i say that was 2018 did all that stuff and that's what led into doing the concerts and then before i got into concerts that's when i kind of got rid of the camera just because i was like i just wanted to try to level up and focus in like i was you know so the camera people would always try to lowball you people would never want to pay you people would never want to help you like it was too much stress like you were not it was just like yeah fuck. welcome welcome to our world man we get that on a daily you know you can't broke you get walked on and then that's the thing man Let, let's talk about it a quick second i feel like because i wanted to talk about it in previous podcast but i just totally forgot but it's like i feel like um the majority of the people that see a guy that's talented with the camera they just want shit for free mm -hmm. and it's so frustrating because like you're i don't ask for a barbara a free cut i respect his work so when you ask for shit for free, it's like you're not respecting my work. You know what I'm saying? It's like look at the stuff that you have for the whole podcast. Like, people don't understand how much like a tripod costs, yes, how much like, those little things or these like things that you pay for, flashes and just anything. Yeah, bro, you're investing yourself, and it's like, bro, and they want like, hey, bro, twenty bucks. Let me let me take advantage of you for three and a half hours. Yes, like like, like twenty. Come on, bro. Like, like nah, man. bro. They act like they're hooking you up. Like fuck, like, bro. You. You're my homie, oh, and then bro. this is the thing that they come out with, and it pisses me off. Like, bro, trust me, you're gonna get a lot of exposure. Like. Bro, come on! Like it's like sometimes the exposure. It's like, bro, I got I got bills, man. I got family. They'll be like, oh, my people I'm are gonna hungry, see. nigga. Bro, yeah, like, this money is gonna pay for my gas to drive thirty minutes to your ass and then do my thing. Ah, like, so, come on, man. It's so frustrating. It's like, yeah, like really, it's so frustrating. They just don't take our job serious. It's cool though. I, you gotta go over that fucking slump. I think. Like, I mean, we're talking about it outside. It's like part of the, we're talking about it last time. Like you got to work for free sometimes to, mm -hmm. right? You know, so that was part I was of the. I don't know free photo shoots of, when I first came out. I was, I was. We all there, like, did that. We like, all did it. Not, not just that, like you probably did a whole bunch of other free shit. Bro, hell yeah! I mean, I still do it. I mean, I, 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 bro, to be it honest, it just depends because if you find that it's gonna benefit both parties, then then you'll do it. But yeah, yeah, it, but, you but right now we're none. Nobody's getting paid, but we're fucking all right. But it's something that's yeah, gonna help. We all believe of us. in each other, right? You get what I'm saying? So it's like. Yeah, like when I started, and this is way before I linked up with Aaron, I tested out the waters and I would hit up everybody. And then, especially like uh, uh, real estate, I wanted to get in the real estate, uh, want, you know, because it's easy. Yeah. But it's also good quality work. People, a lot of people would be like, oh, is it going to be free? Is it going to be this? Nah, I don't need it. Like, come on. Like, I can, I can do one. 
But I like you can kind of sense their intentions. Like ah nah, like they're using you instead you, of it. Like yeah, you got to be able to read that stuff. And and so it's like man, like I've I've done been sucked dropped so many times by where it's like you finally got to understand where it's like are, are you are you beneficial or are we benefiting each other? Or am I just like or are you just using me or something? Yeah, you know, like, like and I and I've I've actually lost a lot of friends from that. I've lost a lot of people I've worked with from that. I've lost, you know, and it's just it it almost puts you into like a anti-social mode but like i even come to this podcast I like you know what i'm saying i really don't try to step out and do too much but it's like man av's like he said man he believed me and then like i looked into your stuff and i was like bro i gotta come out i was like it looks awesome out here like appreciate that appreciate and i, I can't believe in it i just i know how hard he's worked and how y'all so it's like yeah, man, I'm you know what i'm saying like yeah that you know Aaron for what for hard work hustle you know what yeah. i'm saying so it's not yeah it's crazy man it's crazy but so going back to you know the the music and like Cause I was looking at the, your Instagram and I mm-hmm. saw I see a lot of backstage and like I saw the baby that shit was lit. Bro, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so kind of talk to me about that. Like so, what is what is what is up with that? So okay, so actually we booked the baby uh, this year, man. I booked them in January, like I, I, it was for a, in March. So we booked them like two and a half months before. Cause actually a lot of people were talking to me about him, just like dropping his name, and I was like, I'll start looking into him. What's crazy about the baby is when I first went to my first South by Southwest, uh, I think it was like 2016. He, there's that video and that uh, pictures of him wearing that diaper walking around. Like, y'all have you heard about that? People making fun of the baby wearing a diaper at South by Southwest, right? Yeah. Bro, if you look it up, bro. Okay, so he really was wearing a, a, a big-ass adult diaper walking around 6th Street at South by Southwest. And I just remember all, me and all homies was like, bro, what the fuck? We was laughing at him. And, like, two and a half years later, you know, I'm booking him on a show. And then, like... The week after I booked him, that's when his, like, the Suge, I think it was Suge went viral. Like, like he went viral. It went from 3 million views the week I had him booked to, like, 33 million. And that's the thing with the baby, man. I feel like the baby is, like, he is meant to be on social media. He just is kind of a different character when it comes to just creating content. My bad. I remember with that show, you had to reschedule, huh? Bro, yes. Okay, so that's another crazy thing is uh, we had him, I think it was booked for March 29th. And so March 28th, his father actually passed away. And the same crazy thing about the day of his father passing away is his uh, album went number one. So, or no, Nipsey, his father passed away and Nipsey passed away. The day his album went number one. Like, so it was a day before my show. Which one, was, which album was that? Uh, It was... um. I don't even what was that Baby on Baby that's Baby the one it was Baby. Baby on Baby it was the one with like the blue the blue uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that one there had Suge and all that on there it actually went number one then it was like the same week Nipsey died then his dad passed away the day before the show so we had to reschedule it to April and uh Man, like, you know, all the condolences to his family. And so that sucks for, you know, his dad passed away. Man, I, I really felt that. So it's, we, we definitely rescheduled. I was like, whenever you're ready. And, and he got right back with us ASAP. And so his business is I good. seen it. I seen the video, too. He was like, you know, I'm going to get back. You know, I had a family emergency. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to go hard. When we get back, I'm going to go hard. Okay, see. And like. His business good, I man. respect that. I That's respect why, that. That billion dollar baby, he really going to be a billionaire. He, yeah, he, I think he, he is, man. Good. The way he set up. uh like I said, he's meant to be on social media. The way he's doing his videos, I think he just goes up to you know any city and like just does those like what is it called the musically videos? Uh, yeah, of, yeah. He that that, get, that gets like the the fans involved. That gets the fans engaged, so they're gonna fuck with him like even more. You know what I'm saying? So what's crazy about this too is when we booked him, we booked him for so cheap, bro. Like I, I, it's so cheap that I, like I don't even want to say the price. I had him booked for like twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Now he's selling. Show, he's doing shows over a hundred thousand dollars in a year. Like that was last April. It's not even a Holy year, bro. Shit. I got him for twelve five in January, and now, bro, he's just he's makes over hundred grand a show. Like think about how and now he's about to come back to the BLK Center in Tulsa, 
And he's going to stop the arena. But Dougie yeah. was the first one to brought him here. <laughs> same, bro, yeah. same for Blueface. Hell yeah. Same, same, for, Hell yeah. same for Blueface. That, that's kind of like how my brand was. I have a brand that's like called Next Year Entertainment. So and do you get to guy, like speak to these guys? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you got to. Like, and when they like, show you up. Do can you kind of, I mean, I know it's, I don't know if you want to do it, but can you? could you break down kind of what you do like before yeah, yeah. the show? Because you, you just see the show when you go, but you never sit back and think of all the scripts. All the, like, when you did the Mozzie show, I was doing yeah, yeah. Show, my first time doing video. For a artist and like that was my first concert ever. Yeah, that's first shit concert was... ever through. So it was your first time doing videos. My first concert ever. That that show was a hectic one. I didn't know what I was doing. A guy came to me. He was like, his name was Sam, and he ran, he was with Land Runners, and he's like, you want to do a show? And I was like, he said first it was like we booked Cousin Stiz, and that was supposed to be the same week as Mozzie. But then there's like a month later, he came back with the Mozzie show. I said, bro, I'm down to book Mozzie. Like yeah, that, he's going crazy in Oklahoma City. So we did that one, and that one was kind of a learner process, bro. That's why I fell in love with throwing shows and promotions. Is uh, it was just you see eight hundred people, nine hundred people out in front of you, and you know it's like you you created this whole entire show, and you know like the stage brought. And you have in. the best seats. That's bro, like the best part of it. Like it's like the like he's fucking working throughout the whole thing, bro. But <laughs> it, the, the time when you enjoy it is like yes, you work when you when you enjoy your job. It's not a job, but but no, you yeah. work. You work your ass off. The headache is real all the way up until the point to right when the artist walks on stage and performing. And it's like that. I, I did this work for the last two and a half months just just so I could enjoy this 30 minutes of him performing right now in front of like. But it's worth it. It's worth it because it's it's worth it. But, it's, man, it's a headache. It, it, it's you deal with a lot of people. You find out the fakes, the reels and promotions like you find out who just uses, you, you know, to get in the shows and stuff. And so. But it's like you use that platform. I was hard to use that platform to give people who I like believe in in that opportunity that I never had. Like you never did this before. Like you really want to learn it? Okay, here, let me put you on my wing. And I'll put you on type thing. So. So you say it's uh it's pretty stressful. So stressful, but awesome. But yeah. awesome, bro. How you been able to handle it? Uh, like good, but also it's it's made me want to step back. I came into twenty uh nineteen hard. I did three shows back to back. Blueface. I did Quando, and I did the baby within the first three months, four months because the baby in April and. And it just made me want to step back. And I want to focus on managing artists more because I, I have artists on my hands that know Hezo. And it's like, bro, we've had some in in the in the three years of me doing music, we've had the best movements in like this last year. And like linking with the, with some people that are gonna that will change my life like musically. That's just like kind of waiting on us. Like just come on, like like keep your foot on the pedal. And they're like they're waiting. And so it's just like it's like we're we're on a crazy ride. But that's that's where I'm at now is working on with no heads on, just focus on managing and, and gotcha. building my platform type of thing. Nice, nice. So I went from photography to promotions. Now you manage a couple of artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So you said no hezo. Mm-hmm. Is that the only one you manage right now, or you got right now I like that? Yeah, that's that's really the only one I manage right now. Okay, nice. Yeah. I work with other artists. Like I, I work with the artist named Bray Sav, and and there's a couple artists in the city too who I'll throw like a little like free game too. Like you know, I want to see people come up from those cities. So it's like really a lot of people are afraid to hit me up, but it's like if they hit me up, it's like bro, nine times out of ten I'm so real that like, I'll just tell you like bro, go do this. Like you should just work on this. And back in the day, like. A lot of people know this. I used to pay for that advice. Like Nipsey Hustles DJ, DJ VI, or yeah, DJ VIP. I was paying him to consult me, and he'd give me like a ten word sentence, and I'd send him two hundred fifty bucks, and he'd give me a ten word sentence, and that was like his consultant. Like, I'm God like, damn, I'm like, bro, what's the advice of this? And he's like, I'm not do free, and like I did that probably three or four times, and the shit he tells me is the shit I have to is dead ass. What is I'm trying to do now? Like it's crazy. And Nipsey Hustle, like they really the king of independent, and like that. I would pay for advice. I'd pay to get consultants. So a lot of people don't realize how it is coming up in this stuff. You got to pay for the game. Gotcha, gotcha. You got to do whatever it takes, man. Got to do whatever it takes. Seriously. So 
you know, you've been in the movement, you know, in the the, the hip hop game. You you do you pay attention to the rappers here in Oklahoma City? Yeah, 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 you got to, man. I mean, I want to be able to put a lot, a couple artists on. Like, there's an artist like ASO here. Like, it's a young kid coming up. Uh, there's an artist named Swank. There's a couple artists. I mean, there's a lot of artists. Like, uh, there's even a guy named Hugh Glass. Like, there's artists in so many different genres, from white rappers to Hispanic to, to you know, like, not even race. But it's like, you know, like, I try to just dip and dab and try to tap into every culture. Because when you bring that all into one, like, Oklahoma's really a melting pot. Like, if you really think about it out here, like, there's so many different ways you can go even the edm scene the yeah like even country i don't like i don't listen to country but them them guys make a lot of money they make like a million dollars a concert think about that yeah bro. yeah they're going crazy out there man they go crazy bro they them them and we're in the the country it's it's it i mean like i don't like it either but it's like it's it's there you know it's there it's making money you know yeah yeah it's it's, it's different but that's that's why like oklahoma it's it's still it's a it's kind of open market and the music scene is coming it's coming and we're developing, you know, it's just uh, it's just getting out, too. A lot of people only try to stay within Oklahoma. It's about trying to, you know, like, get it out. Like, they look, then promote to other places. Don't Right. And to, then, yeah, you know, and just, just try to, you know, like you said, network and try to get more more people, collab with other artists. Travel, always. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's definitely cool. I'm, I'm still waiting, you know, and I, I think there's a lot of potential here because mm-hmm. the, the rappers here, they put in the work. So I'm waiting, you know, for that big boom, you know, it's like yeah. with AV, with the video of uh, hands. that shit was hilarious. He's still waiting for somebody to just come up. To all you rappers out here, I'm getting old now. I got you. I'm getting old. I got you. I'm getting old. I got you. I'm ready for somebody to blow the fuck up, you. blow Oklahoma. I, I want us to be known for rap music, too. That nigga, too. I keep it real and I keep it 100. Come on now. Now, no disrespect for y'all that's getting your money. What you want to see? I want to see a motherfucker every time I look at MTV Jams, a nigga bumping from Oklahoma. When I go to Texas, California, whatever, when I walk in the club, they banging a nigga from Oklahoma. All I want to do is pick up the phone. Nigga, they banging your shit out here. They love you out here. That's it. And like I said, it's just you got you got to keep working. Yeah, yeah. Putting yeah. that inconsistency, and yeah, I think it's in a couple of years there's gonna be something. You know. Oh, and speaking on shows too, I wanted to uh, kind of dip back into that. The, the, what makes shows so stressful? Because I don't think I've had one show go through exactly how it was supposed to go through. So every even the Mozzie show, the day of that show we had it at a venue, and then the venue that we had it at was ACM downtown. They canceled on us the day of the morning of the show, so we had to find a venue that that day of. And so it's like, it, think about that. that. That made me go in a hectic mindset of like, how do I do this? And then I had Blueface uh, come. That show actually went pretty smooth. Then Quando, <coughs> excuse me, I had to uh, change venues like a week of the his show because the people canceled on us. And then the baby, you know, you got to think about it. When his dad passed, I had to reschedule that show. So just like Blueface is probably the smoothest one that I ever did. But man, every concert, it's like something comes yeah. up. Like it, it's, it never goes as planned. So uh, with Blueface, was people actually singing his songs? Bro, crazy! That was the craziest show we had. Like Dooley back there, is that show crazy? That was probably the craziest one. Like man, like I just shout out to Dooley back there. That's that's Hella's little bro. He's coming up producer, and you know, he's trying, yeah. he's trying to do his thing. He's he got coming. some fresh kicks. I see, I see him with the force. Man, he coming, yeah. he coming. We gonna we gonna make sure he learn everything. He's just being a sponge and just soaking up the music. Hell yeah! So I always try to bring him along and you know learn stuff. Yeah, get him, get him young, man. Key man, spreading the wealth. Hell yeah! Got to seriously, man. man. Just give people the best opportunities you could. It's like I, there's always someone. You always started somewhere where you needed to have to, you know, learn from someone. And it's just like 
just always give back. It, it helps out. It'll come back around full circle. Yeah. So, you my blue face. Yeah. That people, show is, yeah, that's what I like. I, I'm like, I booked him in December, and everyone was telling me I was tripping. They're like, bro, he sucks. They're like, no, like, you hear his, you hear his fucking music. Like, what? Who wants to listen to? That? I'm like, bro, that Tatiana, that shit. Hard. That Tatiana's the only one. Well, I, think I was goes hitting hard. that, bro. I only got no rhythm, but I was hitting the Tatiana. Like, <laughs> and, and well, I booked it, man. It actually like, on fa- it went like, you know how they say Facebook viral? It shit yeah. went Facebook viral. I was like, gosh, dog, these people really wanted to see Blueface and. And when he came, kids was really singing it. He threw his jacket, and kids fought over his jacket. And them kids like went, they went, but they went bananas, man. Like it was Damn. awesome. Cause yeah, some of his thing is like, hey, I hit it with a banana, and I hit it with a banana. Like I just can't understand him. Sound like a hater, bro. I'm, I'm not hating. He's inter- so there's that's where you get into the thing, okay? Where there's like, okay, a lot of people are like, okay, Blueface sucks. He's not a rapper, but that's when you get into the thing. Okay, there's entertainers, there's rappers, all that stuff. Man, he's, a, I mean, he's an entertainer. He's more, he can get up there, and you want to watch him. You want to watch the. The goofy shit he does, like that's what's that's like black boy. Black boy's kind of like like a, a little like that. It's a little yeah. goofy up there. Like when six nine get back out, bro. Instagram boring without six nine. I don't care what no one says. When six nine, I, I, I gotta out, agree with you. Instagram is boring without six nine. I miss man. Like he and he just got sentenced. I think they. I think get, he'll be all right. I think he'll be two, all right. I'm scared for him, but they get they get him two. That's years. that's the thing. Yeah, with when it comes to that, I don't know what's gonna happen when he gets out. But as far as like, I, like if he's gonna still be relevant and the fame is gonna be there, I think it, it's still gonna be there. I don't even know why we're talking about this guy, bro. I know, I bro, I I feel bad for. <laughs> no, no, I was bro, just saying entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. Inter- so like, okay, so obviously on that side, like, yeah, man, I, I I pray to God for him. But on the entertainment side, like, dude, he was the entertainer. He made it fun. He made it interesting, and and that's. Would you book six nine for a show? Fuck no. <laughs> I'm not taking that problem. <laughs> Fuck no, bro. No. Like, I wanted to. I wanted to for all this shit, but it's like, it's like, bro, it's like, nah. Like, that. I think promoter, that would have, before oh, the whole, you know, snitching and whatever, I think that would have been epic. If you were able to pull that off. You probably, probably I mean, have he, right. he probably didn't what Blueface did. Went crazy. Yeah, thank you. But he did. He, he has that one song. Uh, who's it with? I don't know where he has, almost has like a billion views. Almost. He has like 889 million or something. Uh, like six nine? Yeah, it's like it's like a, that song. He's like has some Hispanic in it. It's oh, with Anuel. Anuel, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, worldwide. Yeah. It's a worldwide song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, about yeah. That is like, Two cultures get together. So it's like. And I think, isn't Spanish, is Spanish like one of the biggest like like languages in the yeah, whole world? Yeah, 21 countries. Talk, so he's, he's hitting everything. He's hitting everything. And it's like, I mean, that's why he's, a, he's an entertainer. I mean, he, he he might not have the best rap, but his, shit, he found his lane and that motherfucker ran with it, man. And for real, I pray for him when he gets out. Just but Instagram is boring. I will say that I'm gonna need some more. Uh, it's just funny people. On yeah, there. he fell in that trap of like once you make it as an artist, just stop the bullshit, stop all that gang banging, you know. And that's what he got caught up in. Like, he ran with the, it. That's the a, bullshit. He gets what he deserves at that point, man. It's like and it's that's what he gets. Pray for him, man. That's all I say. So you are, you said you were from Oklahoma, right? Yeah. And then what's your next move right now? Next move right now is really, uh, I'm, fu- I'm really trying to dip and dab with a couple new artists. I'm trying to just work, really not even just manage. I just want to help connect dots. Uh, I, I know a lot of people in the industry. And I want to help be able to give artists uh, better marketing, like stuff that it's like, that, that will help them. But they understand you got to invest in yourself. You know, like I, I used to invest in a lot of artists. I used to do a lot of things with my own money to where it's like, you can't do so much for them and to where it's like, you got to put it up for yourself. And so it's kind of, I'm trying to find those artists that are like kind of develop more and kind of ready to take that next step. Cause I have people with labels and, and, and YouTubers and influencers and, and stuff like that to where it's like, 
you can utilize these resources, but it's gonna it costs. But it's really what all these artists use. Like when David, like whoa, excuse me, when the baby talked about being uh, he had like three houses and four cars, sold it all, and he had like one car and was living with his homie and went broke. And then now look at him; he's the biggest artist in the world. That stuff's real. It really means it. Like they gotta understand that what you do is a job at the end of the day too. So you're putting in a lot of hours and stuff. So that's, yeah. Entrepreneurs that the entrepreneurial life is is tough, but. Even with y'all here with the barbershop and the podcast and everything, like you walk in this place, everyone, man, this is like, shit, this is like the office. This is where you come in, you make money, you make work. Right, you it's make, the where you live, that freelance hustle. This is where you'll look back on in 10 years and be like, bro, you remember when we was over there just like in, in Oklahoma City, just in the house, and now now, now look For where we're at. We, we in the fucking office. We, like, that's, that's the come up. That's the best... I like looking back on these times. Yeah, man. And this is, is upgrading. This is it's dope, improved. Bro. You yeah. guys have the best, like, bro, you guys have a dope podcast a lot. Like, and then I, I told them when they get this little logo come in, y'all, y'all stay tuned. They're going to get yeah. something dope. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, you know, you right now moved to Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. I live so in Dallas, really. are you planning on getting into that market over there? Yeah, it's exactly. It's a, lot, it's a bigger market, huh? Exactly what I'm doing. I, I, so Oklahoma, I pretty much have touched a lot of it. I've touched a little bit of Arkansas, Kansas, uh, now it's like getting to Texas because you got to think there's th- there's four major cities. There's uh there's Dallas, there's Houston, Austin. A lot of people look over San Antonio, but San Antonio there's actually yeah. got a music scene. It's kind of like how Oklahoma City is. It's that look over city where it's like music scenes coming up. But I want to be able to get out there and be able to connect uh for promotion wise. I eventually want to get back into route helping artists route tours. I want to be able to book tours and and then work with these artists. Uh, but there's a couple people out there, like, in Dallas, man, shout out to my homie, uh, Shot by Legend, he's a camera guy as well, like, bro, just like, I met AV, AV, you meet him with the camera, and you can be friends, I met him, like, three or four years ago, right when I was getting into it, and, uh, he's put me under a couple great situations down there, and he's linked me with one artist coming up out there, his name is BFG Strap, he's coming up fast, he's young, coming up fast, uh, and other than that, just... Really, I've just been trying to dip. Just kind of expand. And I, another guy, Arlington. Arlington's a big city, but it's like because DFW. And uh, there's a guy out there, Nike Boy Meach, that's actually uh, Hezo's family. And so he's coming up out there pretty big, too. And he's actually linked with Splurge. You know who Splurge is? You ever heard of him? I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. You've heard of Splurge? Not, not yeah. too familiar with it, but I've heard. Or, yeah, he's coming up. Uh, Say, like, Say Cheese kind of pushed them a lot. And they're a pretty good blog. You ever heard of Say Cheese? Like, shout out to them, man. They helped us out a lot with Sean Can you Connor. talk about that a little bit? Because I've seen that you guys had a thing going on. Uh, where he came down and kind of gave advice and all that. Like, how, yeah, how yeah. did that come about? So, actually, man, it, we with Sean, it first started out the business. Like, with Sean, you got it's like any business is you know, you got to be able to build that relationship through business. And so, we built it. We actually got Hezzo on State Cheese, did all that. And then we linked with him in South by Southwest. We got Hezzo an uh, in, uh, interview with Sean. We did that thing. And then after that, Sean just called me up one night at like one in the morning. It was like, I think in May or June or April or something like that. It was like, yeah, it was May, and he's like, hey, bro, I, w- I want to work with y'all. Y'all seem like good people, and you guys seem pretty solid. Let's do a pop-up out there in Oklahoma City, and, and uh, I'll come out there and basically look at the talent, scout talent. Because, I mean, he's he's helped us. He, he's real. I mean, his blog really puts people on and gives people the attention they need. And so uh, he came out here. We did that, put a couple artists on. Uh, they performed, and just a big network event. It was just like everyone come out, camera people, and even podcast, we had a couple podcast people. We had clothing lines, we had it all, and just come out and link, and it was awesome. I mean, it gave people good opportunity. I That's mean, crazy that he took like that. He noticed that you were trying to do some shit, and like yeah. he, he for him to call you was crazy because I mean, yeah, like him, that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, he has a big platform. That shit, that shit hit you up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did honestly. Like, I mean, but it's like. Yeah, it was cool. It, it, just him coming out here. And honestly, when I looked at my phone, I was shocked. I was like, damn, because, like, like 
he was calling me a lot of people with Sean Cotton. Like, if you just know him, like, and you know the stuff he does, it's like, it's a, it's a good phone call. That's a good, that's one of the great best connections you can have. I feel like in the music industry right now coming up because, uh, like kind of like the, the independent. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Like, uh, like he, he had a little camera like the videos at first talk, like shitty and shit, but it, I mean, he got it going. You he know started out like, just like, I mean, like this is interviewing people. He started just interviewing artists, random artists, build his own platform up and just like, and, and it just took off and, and, he turned into a business and it works. It, it, he has a system that works. He has like he has a system that works. Shout out to him, man. That's, oh yeah, oh yeah. And he, I feel like it just helps everybody. That's what you know. What I'm saying? So yeah, it's, if you want to invest for yourself, they go invest in that way. That's like one of the easiest ways to invest, and one of the probably cheapest ways in the industry to invest into to actually get real results. Like I'm all about organic. Like when I put when we got Hezel on there. Like, it was about organic. We didn't pay for followers. A lot of people pay for followers and stuff. And it's like, nah, like, if you're working with me, I don't want you to pay for followers. You're not paying for streams. You're not paying for views. We're not doing right. none of that. You're trying to have it as pure as possible and more than anything, build a community. Be- I think yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And build a real fan base because, like, right. there's no point if you have a million followers, but you can't sell out a 500-cap show. And so it's like, for me, whenever I'm throwing shows with him or I'm trying to get him booked on shows or even feature price or just people coming in, it's like how I can judge prices and all that is like when he does his show, seeing how many fans come out and actually seeing just, just seeing how stuff is. And like a lot of people know that, but I base it off real industry stuff. Like I work with people in the real industry. So it's like I try to keep it as mo- the industry standard. And a lot of people will take just like with photography prices, if you keep it industry standard, people will take that stuff with offense. But it's that's really how it is. Like I, I just try to treat it how a label would and everything. And, and, if you if you practice what you preach and all that, like it, you know, eventually it'll it'll come true. And so, I just try to keep busy. Just how I've t- how I've had to go through it. You know what I mean? Okay. We just got an amber alert. Uh-oh. Shit We're about to go down. Oh, that, that's bro. You know they're like one of the like I think it's like a top three or four or five like deadliest city in the nation. Did you guys Where? know that? In Tulsa. You really? Know, North Tulsa? Yeah. God damn. Actually, my friends are from out there. I actually have a uh, YouTube influencer. He's my friend. And he's actually a rapper, B. Yeah. Lou. He's from North Tulsa, born and raised. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I follow him. Yeah, and then uh, another homie, his uh, friend, his name's Aaron. Uh, his name's like a, uh, he helps out there, do this kind of stuff. I do Doc Connector. He took me out to the hood, the north side of Tulsa one time. And he's like, when you cross this street, it's going to be a whole nother world. And it really was like, like I mean, shit, it was the... Do people ever fuck with you because you're like a white boy? And like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, bro, I'm always the only white boy around, so I, I I worry about that everywhere I go. I honestly do, but you're a cool white boy though. Like, I, I mean, that's how. I, mean, as soon as you talk to me, you know, I'm 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 a, I'm a cultured white boy. Like I'm I'm probably the most cultured white boy a lot of people meet, and so because I, I I can adapt in my surroundings like and. I have not been fucked with, luckily, and a lot of people that keep it cool because, like, I mean, like, I'm about business. Like, I really want to do this music stuff, so it's, like, the people I work with, it's, like, you know, it's, like, let's try to do something musically. Don't, don't just let me pull up and, you know what I'm saying, it's, like, damn, you know, but they're, they're cool. I, and and I, I feel like if you keep it just that way, like, I don't know. It is nerve-wracking, bro, I promise you. When I was in the North Side Tulsa, I was really like, and then even in Dallas, I go to Dallas, like, the homies in Dallas, they, their, their studio is... It's in the hood, and I'm out there. Like they tell me, like, yeah, the homie was just in a shoot like four days ago at the corner store. That's like, like normal to two hundred feet that way, and like I drive by, and there's bullet holes in the wall, and I'm like, fuck, I'm in the studio. I'm not just in the studio. I'm like, man, and so it's real, but it's like that. That's why that rapper life is like it's real, and it's you gotta always be on your toes, and and it, it's just crazy, bro. And a lot of the things is the social media. A lot of people just, I mean, I don't want to say clout, but that shit turn that makes people go crazy doing stuff too nowadays. So it's like. The internet, the internet, man, man, it's a crazy generation with the internet, bro. I swear so, to God. I think I got a question for both of y'all because y'all been in the game, you know. 
videographer when it comes to music videos, promoter, and now managing an artist. What got what got both of y'all into like doing, you know, fucking with the culture and like just doing the getting into that music industry kind of thing? You can start first, bro. Mine was uh like I said when my friend passed away, Charlie McFly. I was kinda of dead point in my life. It was like the week before he passed away, the week after or the week after he passed away, I was supposed to go to his, the first show I promised him. He was already in like a bunch of shows and so when he passed away, I like I kinda of felt like his spirit kinda of like took over, like for real. Like known him since third grade and it just it'll get me choked up talking about it because like it's like when that spirit lives through you and people say that, I really feel like that and and he's kinda of what inspired a lot of people around me and and so it's like uh, the same. Because he wanted to become. Yeah, like he was linked with a lot of people that were real big. Like he was linked with Nipsey Hussle back in a hotel in Oklahoma City before Nipsey was blowing up. Like he was way back, like young. Like he was my age, 23. And yeah, I think how old Nipsey was and how long ago, like in 20, he was doing that in like 2013, 2012. And so he was already doing it at that age, how young we were and getting with the right people he would have been on. And so it's like the, the one saying that he says that always stuck with me, it's like, Everything I got to drop now it has to be perfect. And so it's like, I'm at that point now. It's like, everything I have to do now, it has to be perfect. It's like, no reason to half-ass, no reason to do that. So that's kind of, that's that's what catapulted me in the music industry. And then just, he was a creative. He did everything. So I just tried everything and just lived through his spirit, man. Rest in peace to him. Okay, okay. What about you, oh, yeah. A.B.? Storytelling. That's really what it comes down to for me, I think, at the end of the day. I like just the... Kind of put in everything together. Yeah, and then the really, if you really sit back and look at all this shit, it's like a movie, bro. Like back in, if if you just were to document everything, it'd be tight, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you get to see all kinds of shit. Memory. So and you never yeah, know. Yeah, it's like like even just when it comes to like, for example, the music video scene, or like the music scene. When I started dropping videos, there wasn't really a lot of people. So I'm sure people saw my shit and were like. Who the fuck is this kid? Hell yeah. Because I used to say that shit about Mr. Sharp when I used to see his stuff. That's how, I, that's how I first saw you. I was like, who's this guy? And then he came out with, like, industry quality back when I was... I'm like, pa 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 To me, that was like... And then I was around all these people, like, seeing how they live, like, these artists. So to me, that, I mean, I want to shoot movies. So that's... that's See, that was like little movies to me. Like, that was like... Now, did they fuck with you from the get-go, or you had to just kind of build, like... Uh, like how, how do you get the in same with as them? question you asked homeboy over here? How, how you get in with them? Because that's the hard. Like as a cameraman, how would you get in? To with be them? honest, bro, I linked in with the like the the hoodest motherfuckers I worked with. Uh, my buddy, I used to cut his hair, and he worked with this dude, and he was like, my homie needs a music video, hood ass dude. So he fucking, uh, they worked at like Arby's or something back then, and and they, he gave him my number. We were like sixteen. This dude calls me like fucking a year later, year and a half later. He's like, hey, bro, I just got out. I'm trying to work. You know, like, he fucking, and he was trying to work. This fool came through with the money, and we were out there, bro. In the hood, huh? I just fucking yep. Yep. put in and work, bro, like $400 a video type shit. Got all your equipment in the hood. You always thinking of the hood, bro. These fools are all just. Like, yeah, yeah just paranoid. And, like, literally one of them, bro, I shot a video on a Tuesday, and then they shot him on a Thursday. Like, killed him. So I was shooting a dead man's video. It's crazy. It's scary, bro. That, like being bro. Damn, you was peace to baby seven, man. That that was a that was a one, that was one of the times where I was like, this shit is real, cause I like I was with these fools for like a week working, you know, and then it's like if we're to get yeah, and then bro, it's scary, like no, that's crazy. That is crazy. The music, think too, cause I felt like I was a part of that. I was like. Was damn like I'm inf I'm influenced. You could think the the day before was I. What if you? 
so, you know, like probably drill, like, because their music was drill shit. So, like, I was like, damn, was I a part of this fucking, like, but I, I mean, I, I got over that. But yeah, for yeah, the yeah. moment, I was like, like, even I didn't mean to contribute in that way, but it's still, no, nah, bro. And that's, that's one thing about the music industry is it's like, it's, it's, it's real out here, man. It's scary. And like, and there's a lot of tips like, man, it's like, like, it's just scary, bro. It's like. You always gotta be on ten toes, and they always talk about you, you always hear these festivals when artists will show up and like you get to ask beat a festival because they got beef or some shit like that. Like even if you're a big artist, like you still get beat, you get your ass beat. And it's just you guys gotta be watch how you carry yourself and watch how you do because like this shit always comes back around. I feel like yeah, I think bro, and I yeah. learned that's why I'm like so I stay to myself, man, because like a lot of people I've been fucked a lot, man. So it's like kind of makes you just antisocial and just like. You don't even want to, you don't even want to do a lot of, A lot of fake in the industry, huh? Can you talk a little bit more about that mental strength thing? Like, how were you able to, like, all, like when you take L's, how are you able to come up back from that? So, like, the way I, like, the number one thing with the L's, everyone always calls it a loss. I always try to train myself to find the lesson in it. And, you know, you can only take so many L's before the lesson got to be fucking learned, you know? So, but mentally, like, I just try to just, the determination, you always got to, you got to realize, like, how many people even are dependent on you and, and sometimes like was like stretch you thin but you also got to find the right people who are there for you that are that are not just leeching off you know what i'm saying the right mm -hmm. people that are trying to to, to progress because there's one interview i saw i think it was with uh i think it was with snoop dogg he was talking about his homies he's like okay so like you know say you're pushing you're you're progressing progressing you're going up you're going up it's like your homies sometimes expect you to to come down to the level instead of you expect your homies to close that gap and level up with me and so, like, that's, like, a big thing that I, after I learned, watched that video, is, like, I've kind of always applied that. And so, with mental strength, it's, like, I don't know, man. It's, like, when you come from nothing, you come from the, the stuff I've been through. I've been, I've been adopted. I'm one of 11. Growing up with alcoholics, growing up with, uh, dr like, drug abusers, all that stuff in the family and brothers in prisons and stuff. And, and so, it's, like, when you kind of come from nothing, you got to make a way out and try to be the one that the family depends on. Man, your mental strength is, it, it, it it's... It's mentally you gotta you gotta have it. There's no other way. Yeah. But there's one thing that I, I wrote and it's called like my easy method of a happier life. And so like the E is for easy going, the A is for ambition, the S is for spontaneous, and the Y is for yourself. And you just apply those four things in life. I feel like it's like the easiest way because like easy I fuck going with that. for real. I, I fuck with that. Hell yeah, I definitely felt that man. It's like you know it's a pretty tough you know growing up when you have all that shit. You know I think. I've had it pretty rough growing up too. So I think myself, I'm pretty mentally strong when it comes to that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I makes I, you go get her. Yeah. I, I, I felt you on that, man. And you still young, bro. You're 23, right? Yeah. 23 years 23 old with that mentality. So I think, yeah, you're going to, you're going to get to places, man. Cause yeah, you seriously, just, I mean, I hope so. I, I just pray. I always tell myself that like, even the lowest times, like, Every, there's a storm always passes, the sun always doesn't come back, and every, whatever goes down has to come up eventually, you know what I'm saying? And whatever goes up has to come down. It's like, it's just life. Life's a full circle, and, and it, everything will come back right, and you just got to just keep going. And a lot of people will say, like, you know, you can stop on life. Like, life won't stop for you. So if you stop doing what you need to do in life, like, life's going to keep going, and you're going to fall behind in life. And so you got to, you can't, you can't fall behind in life. You got to, life's going to keep going, so you got to keep going no matter what. That is correct. It can make you or break you. So you decide. You you decided you know if it's gonna you know make yeah. you break you pretty. You got a beer? You got an extra one? Yeah. Can I, get a beer? <laughs> I got caught mouth so bad, so I was like, bro, a fucking beer would be awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Are you still doing? Hell no, he's he's <laughs> gonna, hey, actually, how do you, you only like twenty, ain't you, huh? Are you you like? 
You 17? 18. You 14? You look young as hell, <laughs> no. man. He is, man. And that's like one thing about it is like, I love him, bro. I love him to death. His little brother. Cause like, he's just always down to like go learn. And like, I always tell people like, bro, I'll give you my connection. I don't get, cause like, I always feel like you want to be. And then, people. yeah, you got to do it, bro. Cause at the end of the day, you got to have a team. We stress that a lot. That's why me and Aaron linked up and we're like, just boom, like we're there. You know what I'm saying? So that's good, bro. And it, anything is, is way better when it's family. I've known Aaron for quite a bit now and I've, he's the one that got me in this. That's you awesome. know what I'm saying? So it's like, because, like, you, you always want to be able to build them up to the point to where it's like, if you, what if you had to leave and go do something and there's something you want them to handle? Hell, yeah. There's, some, <laughs> there's something you want them to handle. It's like you don't want to just leave and then you got to handle it while you got to go handle maybe something else. It's like, are oh, you good? It's, okay. Hopefully it's not cracked, man. It's a, that's a good iPhone. AV is acting unusual. Is it good? Is it good? All right. The it's screen is good, crisp, ladies and gentlemen. Crisp, man. My phone is shattered. Bro. I'm pretty sure the mic got that one. That was a pretty hard fall. They probably thought you fell down in the video. They're probably, is he good? Is he did you fall down back there? For real. Like, but where were we? Uh, we were talking about mental, mental strength. Mental strength. What about what about you, Av? What's some things? Because like, bro, I, I've always looked at you and like, and you always talk about some good things of mental strength. You drop, you drop them gym. Positivity, bro. I would like, like at the end of the day, like you said, you just like I'll look at my mission at the end. Like, what what do I want to do? So, like, I have no choice but to fucking get up and keep going if I want to get there, you know? Yeah. Like, that's it. That's really all. It, and I want it so bad that I'm not going to stop until I fucking I get there, you know, or whatever. So it's, oh yeah, like, it might take a little longer, but I'm still on that fucking You're mission, ball, you know? Yeah. So when the negativity hits you, because we all get those days where negativity hits you, what is a good way to kind of get away from that shit? Like, what do you do? To be, man, to be honest, I, sometimes I stay away from people. Whenever I'm too negative and too fucking toxic that day, I may just like. Cause people people feed off that. You don't want to make them. You don't want to make them feel some type of way just because like you. So it's always like, but people got. That's one thing too. People gotta understand that is like being able to like be. You gotta be able to be by yourself sometimes, and that's the ultimate way to like mentally sharpen yourself is is being alone because like you gotta like. You figure out yourself. You gotta find your. You gotta figure out yourself before you can do anything else in life. And shit, being yourself—that's part of my easy going. My easy method to have your life is just yourself. Like when you can accept yourself and accept what you like and accept what you do and what you love. Like, shit, that's the ultimate happiness. I mean, money and all that makes the world go around. And but if you accept yourself, you can make that shit happen. Like, yeah, easily. definitely. I, I definitely when I'm negative and shit, that's what I try to do too. And I think it helps a lot. I just try to get away from everybody and then maybe go work out or like. Find some distraction, but yeah, that's, yeah. like, my time, like, alone time, like, where I can just kind of reflect and, you know, meditate a little bit, you See, know? Even with smoking, that's why, I like, a lot of people, they, like, I like smoking weed because it's, like, I have ADHD pretty bad. So, smoking weed, it's, it kind of, like, slows me down and it focus in and it calms my nerves down. I mean, just anxious, like, and, and I mean... Sometimes, you know, you might get, I might get anxious off that shit, but you know, that's why I like it because it's medication and shout out to Oklahoma, you know, for making that shit legal, you know, hopefully recreational comes around. Like, you know, the, the home state turned into a damn hippie state. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's making progress, man. Honestly, Oklahoma's making progress. They need to jump on the, you know, what's making money bro. and what's beneficial because if you're going to be behind because you're all, oh, you're Oklahoma, I'm this strict, I, you know. You got to jump on it. Colorado, as soon as they got recreational legal, you know how many millions or billions they fucking made? See, that's crazy. You know? That's One thing I hate about Oklahoma is because uh, one of the most profitable businesses in Oklahoma is prisons. 
like our state profits off sending people to fucking prison. Like a lot of people know this is like, okay, so if an inmate gets sent to prison, say someone gets sent to prison for 10 years and that's what they sign for it, the state gets 32,000 and some change for every year. So, so that's if they, crazy. If they go for, yeah. So if they go for 10, that's 320,000 that that prison will get. Check. Holy shit. So like, yeah, I actually, I've, I've learned a lot of this stuff just recently. Cause I had a, a friend that's been going through it. And so, you know, like, like just learning this stuff in Oklahoma and how prisons are just it, the private prisons. You know your shit, bro. Hell bro, I've, I've had I've had to learn it firsthand. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of documentary shit, and sometimes like I feel like I should have been a fucking lawyer, like. Bro, yeah, you definitely shit. would be having business, bro. Like, no, like, definitely be on it. Like, no, dude. if you if you learn that shit in Oklahoma, like yeah, with, like that's my friend Eric Weed and all that. Like, man, shot like he got locked up yesterday, and today's his birthday. Happy birthday to him! So you know, it's like I gotta speak on it just because like. When you watch your friends going through it, change his life around and like shit, like go, basically going to jail for, for other things, but mainly for a plant. And now you can fucking walk on the corner and buy that shit. And it's just, it's just fucked up. And the system is, it's, you learn it's about money. Like what he's taught me with lawyers and all that. It's all about like favors and just, man, it's, this fucked I up. I mean, system. it's, it's kind of fucked up, bro. Like but they do their job. Honest, they weed them- is so beneficial compared to the alcohol. You know what I'm saying? This shit, you get, you drink too much of it, you're fucked up, you can't, can't drive, you can't drive. do shit, you you feel violent, you want to shoot somebody or, or slap somebody, you know? I right, just want to yell, like, you know when, how to when, get drunk at a car. Right, when, when, <laughs> back in the days when I used to hit it, like, I was all about fucking making friends, man, like, yeah, oh, you smoke, bro, you hell yeah, you know, let's, you know, let's roll one up and just vibe and talk, you know what I'm saying? So We like, turned into a culture, it's like, it's, a, it's another culture, it's like, I mean, but... It, I've I've had my uh, hiatuses where I'll, I won't smoke weed. Sometimes I feel like you got to clear your mind. Sometimes you got to just keep a sober body. Like you know, there there's those times, and that's one thing we we'll talk about. When was the last time you did that? Shit. I mean, no, no. I mean, okay. So last week I went like I went like three days, three and a half days. I was smoking, and honestly, I was like, I smoked first one. I was done. I was torched. Like I'm a lightweight. Honestly, I've smoked. I've smoked since like okay. So I smoked. Here and there in high school, but my first semester at college, I smoked every single day and made all A's and one B. I had six classes and f- oh, five shit. A's, one B. And I was like, the fuck? This shit is made up. How's this shit fuck people up? Like, I was like, bro. And it, but it affects everyone differently. So it's like, it's it's just how it affects you. But uh, one thing I was going to say is the most successful people in the world, they talk about how they go on high distances where they'll just cleanse their body and not do some shit like that. And that's like, re- come back to yourself and refocus. Focus in, make, I mean, it makes sense. It's like kind of like, Fasting, like yeah, that. like fasting, exactly. It's kind of like yeah, a yeah, yeah. So, okay. And that sometimes it's like I don't know, you just take those advice and those people and just try that, apply it. The reason why they're successful, the reason why that, and so it's like I kind of just take the little keys and hints from everything. And that's how I did photography, bro. You put everything into one. I just watched YouTube, watched twenty different people how to do it, and I put all theirs into do one. You, do you think that, like you said, you deal with anxiety? Do you think that um, the work, like you, everything you do for work is like moving? So do you think that you use work for like to calm your anxiety? Yeah. So I I gotta be moving it's because all, it keeps you distracted, huh? Because it's keep you like busy all yeah, the time. Yeah, I hate I hate sitting there when I sit there. I feel like I go crazy. Like you see me like I was just sitting there. I was like I feel like I go crazy looking at like. But it's yeah, like I always like to be doing something. I I mean, it's like you only live once, and I've I've always kind of applied that since getting out of high school and and just. You got to live every moment to your fullest, and there are those days where you can be lazy, but it's like, I hate being lazy. I hate that. Like, I'll find a way to do something somehow, some way, even though, I'm, even though I just got to go drive around. Like, I'm big, even though I go to these big cities and I travel, my favorite thing is just drive around and look, explore, and just, if, I might not be doing nothing, but I'm driving around listening to music. I'm in my own zone. I'm just, that's, that's not, I guess I could do my most mental sharpening is just by myself in my car. This shit's happy. It's oh, a yeah. happy place. Oh, yeah. Um, 
yeah, it's pretty interesting. But yeah, uh, hopefully that you know, in general, the weed just becomes legal, and you know, the state keeps growing as it is because it's it, it's been yeah. growing, man. It's been growing. I'm proud of the city, man. Ever since I moved here, I've been here for just five years, but uh, I used to live here a long ass time ago, and I've seen. You know, I've seen the progress. Yeah. When I left here, like, the Devon Tower wasn't there. So, like, you can Bro, imagine. Bro, it's crazy. That's a man. You Devon Tower, like. And then now you got, like, you got a park coming, a big-ass park. Oklahoma's coming up. I mean, yeah. shout out Thunder. Hopefully get a damn NFL team, man. Shit, I want to watch that. Ah, I, I just don't think we're we able to. We don't have no I money. I think that's what it is. Um, we thank God we got college football. Oh, you? Yeah, oh, you. Playoffs coming up. You OU fan? Hell yeah. You OU fan? I'm a I'm a player. I'm not a I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, 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 wrong with that. No, wrong with that. I mean, bro, I'm a diehard. OU the fan only <laughs> the only sports AV do is drinking, yeah. bro, sipping. Before I was uh before I even got in the music on that, I was going to school to be a petroleum engineer. I was gonna go to OU and I was gonna uh do the oil and do all that stuff. Just, but I mean, my family, I saw them get laid off from it, and that's what. And then also the friend passed away, so it's like I was just that's what. Kind of the There's nothing thing. better, man, to do your own thing. That's what we were talking about on previous podcasts. Don't work for someone else, bro. Go work for yourself. Hell man. yeah. Like, do it. Do whatever it takes. When your money's short, you got to find ways. There's a lot of ways to hustle. make money. So, you know what I'm saying? Hustle. I mean, the right I mean, you don't got to do it the wrong way. There's a hustle. Like, fucking look, AV, y'all come in here. Haircuts, bro. You make fucking $100 a day, bro. If you make $100 a day for the whole year, that's you making a decent living. Like, you got to engineer, man. Like, you got to, when you don't have anything, like, you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to... What are you good at and how can you take advantage of that? Yeah, man. Like, when I seen the whole haircut thing, I, w- I was working with this guy and I seen him make, like, $4,000 in, like, three days, probably. And I was like, this is it. Like, and I, and I had always seen my dad making fucking, like, you know, he worked his way up, like from making nine dollars an hour, twelve dollars an hour, fifteen, twenty. You know, finally he got to like twenty-five, but it took him fucking like when I would go in the, sh- I seen this dude make four thousand in three days, like it was fucking cutting hair, bro. Yeah, cutting hair, all fucking, you know, getting it in the shop. So that's when I was like, yep, I'm about to, and, and it, I was already doing it just because I loved it. But yeah, you can find ways. That's that, that, that's that's for sure, man. Like, Photography, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, however, entrepreneurship is, bro. There's so many ways to make money. Yeah, I think. Like for fucking months, bro. Doug was out there in the clubs, not not fucking fucked up. I mean, he probably would get fucked up, but. Water shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would get fucked up. I, I, I wouldn't take a. Bro, for eight months I worked in the club. I worked from fucking Thursday to Sunday, from fucking 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. For eight months, but I was promoting and taking pictures. So for eight months, I didn't get to go out with, with the friends how I wanted to. I had to be at the same or these certain establishments, which it was downtown. Which shout out Jeff Rogers. I mean, he put gave me that was the, one of the best opportunities I had working in the club. It, it built my, it helped build my platform, and he gave me opportunity. Help, he helped actually helped me get my camera that Sony that I had to shoot in the club in those low light and take videos and all that situations and. And, uh, but bro, it's just, shit's hard, bro. You're 22, 21, bro, and you're, like, out there fucking, like... A lot of shit going on. Working all weekend. And also managing artists, you know, just trying to make, trying to make, uh, ends the meet. best moves and shit. How'd you handle the party, the party scene, man? Because I know, I, I used to not party at all, and then when I fucking got around, it kind of, it was a little crazy. Is that when I started seeing you out in the club a couple yeah, times? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'd be, really, I would, whenever I was fucking partying hard... Doug was out there working. Like I would, they, you, you probably see me fucked up a bro, couple of times. Bro, it don't matter. Bro. It was awesome. No, so like, how- when I first got into this, bro, I was low key. I was, I was real uptight. I was low key. I was like, 
I look like a wussy down there. I, I fucking, first time I dressed up going downtown, I don't know how people dress up going downtown. Like, bro, I really, I got a comfy style. I wear vans and fucking slides and hoodies and shit. Like, and so I had to dress up, like, like, it looked good. And I remember the first outfit I wore down there, people was like, I remember the bartender everyone was like, who the fuck is this cat in here, bro? Like, who is this, man? And so then after that, it's like, I just, I kind of took it, like, I started learning, like, just how to just, uh, just look good and present yourself and then, and be around people is like, you meet a lot of people, a lot of people are fucked up, but it's like the way you find out like who's serious and who's not, you know, it's like you, you, you'll always link, you, you'll link back and we'll talk and all that. But a lot of people down there, they just be like, I don't know. It's, it's not bad, bro. It's fun as fuck. I can't even lie. Being sober is people watching. You get a people watch. You get I, to see a lot of shit, huh? It's not as bad as you think, bro. You get out a party. I mean, you're sober party. I mean, after like 1231, I'll start taking some shots to get loosened up. But it's like, I mean, bro, you get to meet so many fucking people from so many different walks of life and from other states and you know, countries that really come in. And it's like, and, and they're determined on you to make, have fun. It's like, and then also the people that work in the clubs, bro, you get to meet people like, they're like us, just go getters, just trying shit, and like, and the thing is, that's their side job. And you, you meet people that are doing their real life job is fucking like probably just doing the coolest job ever, and like they just do that to make a little bit of money, like have fun still and shit. Cool, like yeah, like, I, I recommend everyone be on a serve, be a, a a bartender, or a server, or something once in their life. Though it gives you people skills that you that you can apply to in business and in real Which life. It's very and, important, yeah, to just and you learn you learn the t- like yeah you 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 learn to earn your money, like you got to earn those tips and all that stuff. But then also like I feel like our generation also tips better than the older generations like i feel like if you got to eat you probably tip them like 10 bucks or something every time like i always tip 10 because it's like an entrepreneur thing when i tell my dad i pay 40 dollars for a cut he's like what the fuck yeah yeah 40 dollars did they fucking give you a hand job or something but i feel like this generation I, I feel like our generation is more yeah I, I typically uh tend to tip my barber a little bit more than what he normally but charges but it's out of you know appreciation and like they take care the of hustle you know, they take care of you and stuff. So it's like, you know, I respect their job. I respect their work. I, you know what I'm saying? I respect the hustle. So it's like I want to be treated the same way, even though he might not hire me for a video. But whatever the case is, yeah, I want to be treated the same way. So I'll give him you the same respect. You know what I'm saying? So crazy thing. First time I went to a barbershop, man, it was like eighth grade. I went to like uh, went to somewhere for like 16th and Meridian. And I was my homies to get a haircut. And I was like, bro, I think I'm going to get a haircut. You know, I, my hair was a little bit long. I had like kind of some Justin Bieber looking shit. <laughs> and uh, I go in there and like I watch someone get a haircut and he got a ball fade. And I was like, I, I, he looked like he had some shit. It was like a white guy actually, but it was in like a hood barbershop. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm just washing me. He's a white guy. And he was like, okay, what, whatever he got, I'm going to get. So he up there, I was like, I want that. So you want a ball fade? And I was like, yeah. And that's all he said, bro. I'm going to turn my shit around, bro. My shit was just gone. Like, I, bro, <laughs> gone, bro. I was like, bro. And it was like, it was like a week before school. It was like August, like right when school was about to come in. I was like, I'm going to get touched up, bro. Fuck me. I had the Justin Bieber cut. Like, and like, I wanted it short, but bro, I didn't want it. Bro, I had the bald. I'm talking about skin. And I had football practice. <laughs> I'm in my helmet. Put on, that shit. That man. somebody would slap you and they would hear that bro, shit. I, bro, dead, sunburn and all on the back of my head, bro. I swear to God, that shit suck bro that man but it was funny hey hey it was how would you able to play it off because like when you look in the mirror like because i've had that situation where it's like fuck i did not get the cut i wanted i mean so how were you able to like 
play I, it off where like you don't you know you don't want to hurt the barber. There's some people that just say I it. just bro, I'm in I'm in I'm in it's my first time in a hood barber. I'm not saying shit. I'm paying the fucking haircut, I'm walking the fuck out, and that's how I got my shit. Like, what else am I gonna do? Everybody bro. would beat your ass up for like, like I told you, every time how you feel when you're in those situations, you're like, my boy's like, don't fucking say shit. You accept it, and bro, you just fucking <laughs> carry on, bro. Like, bro, I swear to God, like Yeah, that could that could have turned bad quick. That I always get ragged on everyone always like and so it's like i can hold myself in ragging but then you, you just know there's that point where it's like bro you just gotta shut the fuck up or else you gonna get they like like bro and i've learned that and it, that that's why i'm the most cultural rival you'll meet because i'm just knowing to shut the fuck up bro and just be there bro that was perfect that's probably the best advice of this podcast no one to shut the fuck up no one win yep no one shut win up. because Man. yeah it yeah i was like you know but it's like fuck like how the hell do it like yeah, no, that's it. So, what's next, man, for Dougie? Other than the, so you're done. You're done doing shows. No, nah, I'll come back and do some shows, but really, like, man, that shit just costs a lot of money, bro. And it's like when you want to invest in other situations and try to do stuff, or like even just, like even like, bro, that shit. So costs talk about that, man. Like, how is it, like, like you're putting, bro? You put all that money up front, and you wait like a month and a half, two months for you to get the money back. So you got to think you got to make ends meet for a fucking two months, a month. And so it's like you put that money, and then you got to wait for the revenue and see like yeah, how like, much was the return like, on like, investment. Like, break it down, man. Fuck it. Like I, I like mean, how does it work? So when, like let's say you're booking fucking. Uh, say I want to book fucking like fucking. J Cole. Let's just put. It, I want to book J Cole. Then she want to book J Cole. Okay, just get your money together, and you gotta whatever his prices. You gotta pay half of it, and then. Nine times out of ten. So if he asks, let's say for a show fifty thousand, you got to put twenty five. If he asks for a show fifty thousand, you're thankful. That guy's probably like five hundred thousand. Like, I'm just saying, I'm just to no, give no, you a number. Like no, then them motherfuckers are expensive. Like so when you think about them real people, like bro, it's, what's the cheapest right now you would yeah, get somebody? I mean, it just depends. You can get some artists for five thousand or come. You get some artists that are like the average range for like a good artist. Like that is doing good, and we're talking about thirty minutes of show. Like, I mean, I'll keep real. A lot of promoters lie to you and try to fucking tell you fake prices to get fucking over on you and shit like that. For a good artist, like I say, like Trippy, you're probably paying seventy, eighty thousand. Or I mean, if you got it, if you're in the circle, you're probably paying six. I mean, uh, you know, it just all depends how you can get it. So it's like, it's just it, it's your relationship. Everything on price is a relationship. So it's like anyone can get anyone, but it's like there's the industry price, there's the tax price, and then there's like the homeboy price. So it's like. It, but it all starts with, okay, so you want to book artists, you got to get whatever price you can get, whether it's industry, taxed, or whatever. You know, your first time shopping, you're going to get taxed, and et cetera. Then you get the venue. You got to get the venue. I get the artist book, and then fucking that's after you get that. Then you can actually do a fucking show. You actually can do put a show together and, and announce it because you got to have the artist paid, venue deposit paid, and then you do that show. And then after that, you wait two months, or you work two months putting flyers out, paying for fucking promotions, fucking building the team, getting your DJs, getting getting artists on the show that are actually going to be beneficial. Like, a lot of people, like, put me on your show. It's, but it's like, bro, can you sell me fucking 20 tickets? Like, if you can't bring 20 people in my fucking building, like, why would I want to do that? Like, and then, like, there's a lot of the artists, too, or promoters that will uh, sell slots, which that's business. Don't get me wrong. That makes you some side money. But uh, shows, to me, are also about the quality of show, putting on entertainment. Like, not just throwing someone up that's going to suck and they give your crowd the worst experience for three hours before the artist comes on. You know what I'm saying? I like to put up there like people who, who they want to see and stuff like with the baby. We had like, we had like N7 and P-Wop on there. We had a, a artist. We had a couple other, a couple other artists on there that like, you know, the city wanted and, uh, it did pretty good. And then with Blueface, we got Hazel on that one. Even with Quando, we did that. And like with me booking those shows, it's like so I can put my artists in good positions to be able to meet, you know, Quando's, the Blue Faces, and, 
And all That's that. tight. That is tight. And, and Blueface is how actually how I made one of the best connections in my life. So I met Zeus and B. Lou and stuff like that. And like my, the uh, my, my influencer friends, like that's and they're from Tulsa too. It's like so you know them. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're really it's like they wanted to come to Blueface and. I saw them tweet about it, and I just hit up Zeus, and I was like, you want to come? He's like, yeah, I was trying to figure out through it. And so they came, pulled up, and then after that, like, just showed them a good time, took care of them. Uh, like, no, you do anything. You invite guests out. You got to Right, you, you got to treat them right. Them. That way, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, I haven't had, like, a section of the club and shit. I didn't get to make it to the fucking club. I had, like, a private room and all that, and I had some friends come up from Texas and shit. And they all went out, and I guess they had the fucking craziest night ever. And in Oklahoma, usually after two with the nights. Why don't you just vlog this shit, man? Bro, I, I fucking know. Why don't know. you, man? I, think, I know, I feel bro. Like, like that shit crazy, would be a movie. Crazy experiences I ever had actually was uh, Ray Shermer. I was at South by Southwest. And so I'm actually close to my homie John Wells. Shout out to him, bro. He also put me in one of the best positions ever. He's uh, He worked with Ray Shermer then back when they was blowing up. And we we're in Austin, Texas. And he was just calling me and he's like, bro, you want to shoot with them? And I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm the hell yeah. That's like race trip. Like, bro, that's oh, yeah, yeah. Mega level. bro. They had an arena show that night that they sold out themselves. And, and, and the crazy thing about my, sorry to interrupt you, but about Doug is I've kept up with him since I, cause I've been, I've been in the fucking game. So whenever I seen that, how do y'all two even met? Seeing each other's work, yeah, just internet, like you see, yeah, just like you see, bro, you know, appreciating each other's work, appreciating people actually showing support to people who actually are like you know when somebody's grinding, you know what I'm saying? And I would see him like when I seen that, I was like, that's when I was like, that's crazy because like me and Sharp have been shooting in uh, in the city for years, and it took us a while to get a big name on under our belt. Doug had just started, and like, year, like probably like yeah, a couple like months and shit, and he fucking got on, and he had major names under his belt, so it was like, bro, that like, uh, <laughs> that, like that's crazy because it's like that's how a lot of people say it's like, like he stepped out out of the fucking comfort zone and got in the. And I was scared. I'm not gonna lie, man. I remember that situation is so when that restaurant Ray Shermer it is my friends. It was our last night in fucking like Austin, Texas. It was me and my three best friends. And we're like, okay, we've been working this week, like. Like, let's go fucking to the bars. Let's go have fun. Let's, like, let's go hang out with some girls. Let's go do just some guy shit with the friends. And, and I remember I told him, like, guys, I got to go do this. And I'm like, no, bro, like, don't do that. They're trying to talk me out of it. And I was like, I remember I got mad at him. I, I cussed all my friends out. I said, you motherfuckers dropped me off at the down there. I'm shooting this. Like, you're going to ruin. I'm trying to expand my career and all that. And they dropped me off. And then, bro, actually, like, we went with them, Ray Sherman. It was so cool because, like, I was the only pr- pr- the photographer in the, all- in the press pit in the whole arena. They took me in the back of the fader where I was seeing when Blockboy JB's big song was first came out. Like I was watching that, and then uh, I was I was linking with their cousin Riff Raff three times. That's, That's who they had me shooting with too. And and then uh, well, the crazy thing we went to an after party, and I was at this after party. And I remember I walked in and we just looked around and we get inside and I'm looking. I'm like. It's fucking smoke perp. I'm like, oh shit, that's that's murder beats. Like, oh shit, that's Dave East. So you were in the whole- bro, I was like in a party and like I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like all these major people and that's my first experience seeing people like in the industry and I'm like, I'm like, I'm wearing jean shorts, some fucking Birkenstock slides and some white tube socks and a white tee. Like I'm just like comfy and these motherfuckers in here are all good. I'm I didn't know what I was gonna get into. Like, and that's one thing I always say whenever you like there's these festivals or getting out of the cities, like you never know what happens. You just go go spontaneous because the shit when you feel them come through is when the bro you gotta go bro go with me bro I'll touch you on some mansions I'll take you on some cool shit where there's influencers YouTubers podcasts I'll, if we if we oh, get a yeah. house and set up podcasts bro let, bro we can I'll host bro the guest Doug side by side I promise you I'll okay, bring you okay. up there, bro shit. I love putting people in good position and bro I promise to God bro I can bring man I swear bro but no nah, but that's huge uh, like not being scared to step out there and like uh shout out to Tech and Maine from fucking Baton Rouge they came down here for like a week 
and they were here working with us like Dude, for a youngie, full yeah, week, bro. Yeah, I mean, he fucking and seeing 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 the way they came out here, like these dudes are in. They're already in there, you know what I'm saying? Independently, independently, just fucking grinded their way up there, and they would give us advice on just little shit, like like when he seen me shoot my first or the, the first video I shot for them, he told me. Bro, you're cold as fuck, but it, you took too long. Yeah. It was like, you just took too long. Like, you didn't need to do all the extra shit. It was like, you cold, though, but you didn't need to do all yeah, the extra that's shit. Real. Those real things will help you out. Yeah, bro. Like, I could have been, like, mad or some shit, but I was like, this fool, obviously. Because the industry standard. told you that tech? Yeah. And he had already worked with, like, when you work with, when, I, when I've worked with, like, like, Mo3 or, like, fucking people, like, when I was in the studio with Kevin Gates and people like that, to me, is, is like, different because I'm, like, I've been doing it in Oklahoma City, a small ass little town. Now I'm, this dude has probably had fucking 40 f more uh, camera guys on him. So he's like, he already knows when you're fucking up, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you gotta be, yeah. You it's, learn, uh, bro. It's like, especially come from Oklahoma, you don't really learn what the, like, the, the, like there's a difference between easy. Oklahoma. Kind of like when you play college and then you play, yeah. you know, that, that, that you're in the big leagues when you're Jones around these people. You're like, oh shit. Bro. It fucking, it opens up your eyes because it's just, it's real. Like, it's dead ass. I remember, man, there's just so many things about it that, man, it's, that's why I say get out of Oklahoma. You get out and you learn these other cities and you, you, you gotta be able to put all the pieces together. And like one thing with me, that's what I try to do. I, I, I've linked with people in Cali, like with Mozzie's camp, even after I booked him, I'm actually still tapping with him. Like his his bodyguard, Reggie, is like one of my best friends. Like he's telling me, come on, stay in Cali, come stay on my couch and shit like that. Always calling me my artist, Hezel, saying, you got that million dollar artist on your line. Like, what's up? Like, well, you come on out here and work. Like, so it's just building relationships and kill, keeping them and, and then just, people know when you're real, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be able to weed out those people. And so just, and go with the genuine and the, the passion, the people that bring the best out of you, I feel like. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That seems like a goddamn movie, man, just to be around, like, so many fucking famous people and shit. Like, <clears throat> yeah. that's crazy, huh? Bro, yeah, like, even whenever Blueface, so, like, that show, Blueface, oh, I remember I said nothing happened that show. He got arrested the night before my show at, like, 2 in the morning with a gun in Cali the night before my show. Like, so it was day, day of my show, technically. And I'm like, he ain't coming. I'm at the club, and people are like, coming to me like, bro, Blueface ain't coming. He, <clears throat> he just, he's got arrested. I'm over here like, damn, my tickets are about to start fucking up, all that. I remember at seven in the morning, his manager, wow. bro, bro. And that same night, I actually linked to a ski mask of slump god in the fucking studio uh, at Castle Row. Like, I, it was crazy. Even though Blueface, I was like, all this shit going on. I'm a ski mask in the studio and shit, and we was in there and watched ski mask fucking chill. Uh, like I brought one of my friends who's a producer. They didn't work or nothing like that, but I brought him in there just like bring your fucking computer. You never know if someone's gonna walk up to you and right. play me some shit. Just he's being in the mix. You just gotta make yourself available. And so uh, even though he got arrested, he got out at seven in the morning. His manager Black One Hundred sent me that video and was like, "I'll do it. I'll do this thing." And he's out. And then shit, Blueface came. I, I actually only got two hours of sleep that night, and I had to stay up that whole day and set up the show and everything, and then go and then clean up the show and. Bro, then I literally was running on two hours of sleep for like, it was like two and a half, three days type of thing. Like, Do you think that's a natural thing you're born with? Like, hey, being able to take that pressure? Because it, like me sitting back here, I'm thinking about it and I've been in stressful situations, but that right there sounds like, 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 yeah, bro. Like, these, I mean, let's talk about it. But I'm gonna say, bro, I've, I've been, I've earned my damn stripes through it. Like no one wants to be born for that and you never know it, but like, yeah, bro, I think I'm built for it just because, like, it's it's adversity. As for adversity builds, builds who you are, adversity. That's what makes you, like, yeah, even it, it, and it bigger. Makes, it makes it, oh, hell yeah, I was about to say, I was about, almost done mine. But, you know, adversity, bro, is, everyone needs to go through it. Artists, creatives, all that stuff, because when you get through that adversity, 
just makes you a better person, better creative, better everything. Like, you got to go through the trials and tribulations. Like, I've been down on my dick before. I'm shit, and all those times is, like, it, it makes you learn yourself. In, always, period. But. Hell yeah. Life's Hell crazy. Hell fucking yeah. So, we've been in this bit for about an hour and ten minutes, Hell which yeah. is a record. So, um, anything else you would like to say? Where can they find your content to begin with before we forget that? Where, like, what's, what's the best place to find your content? Because I'm going to put pressure on you. I want to see more content. I want to see more of the documentation. So, where can we find it? I guess start out just on my Instagram or Twitter, DougieJNYE. And it's D-O-U-G-I-E-J and then N-Y-E. And okay. Just like that. Uh, I'll be dropping most of my stuff on that and then the YouTube channel. Excuse me, you know them beers got me. YouTube channel, I say uh, January, February. That's I expected. I've, I've already been playing it. But I got, I got probably got like twenty five to thirty ideas already written up of shit. Hell yeah, like, hell yeah. Start stacking them. Now man. it's just applying the pressure, man, because my mind's creative, bro. It's just, it's just when you the get, hustle mentality is there. The, the you, you already know how to you know act in certain situations when the pressure's there. So it's like. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Exactly. I'm, I'm excited to see the progress and just keep seeing, like, what's the next move, you know? So I'm with that. AV, do you want to add something else? Thanks, bro, for fucking coming on and and, and sharing your knowledge and experiences because yeah, that's appreciate you. Shout out to Darwin. Shout out to AV. Half Court Podcast, right? Yeah, yes, shout out to Half Court yes, Podcast, yes, yes, man. Y'all so. check them out. They're going crazy with it. I promise to God. This. I, I promise. They're going crazy. Shout out to Darwin. Hell yeah. Shout out to AV behind the camera for making this episode happen. Co-host. Shout out to Doug. Shout out to Shout out to, what was the name? Dooley. Dooley. Producer. Coming through, coming you know. I can man. already see there's a young entrepreneur right there. So stay on the lookout for that. Stay on the lookout for this episode. And we are out. Peace.